Hey, I'm Eli from None the Wiser, and you're listening to Witch Police Radio.
Uh, all right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Um, I'm your regular host, Sam. I'm here by myself again this week, and I'm on location with Eli from the band None the Wiser. Hello. How's it going? I am well. Awesome, awesome. So you, I mean, you have a, we might as well get right into it, you have a pretty huge band. Like, <laughs> I, know, I was looking at yeah. the, uh, some of the videos on the website and stuff, and I mean, you have like a... It's all horn section and everything. Going yeah, on. we got a horn section, which I mean that ups the numbers a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, right I mean, I was, on its, it's own, about right? the same size as the ska bands I was in back in the '90s and stuff. Like, pretty yeah, exactly. Yeah. We do a couple '90s ska tunes. Oh, nice, nice. Even some No Doubt, <laughs> and every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's ten of us, Mac, like at the maximum point. There's, you know, we've played shows. Three of us will do. Right. Whatever. Versatile like that, you can yeah, we'll yeah. set up however we want. Like basically anywhere from one to ten. Cool, cool, cool. And um, like, this is a while back, obviously, but I remember you being a drummer. That was with pre way back. I uh, yeah, I still play drums. In, I play drums in a band called the After Party. Okay, that's right. Another Sorry, thought, right. another band with horns and stuff too. Band, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that was part of the transition to getting the horns. Um, initially, we had a guy. Just come in and play trumpet on a couple songs on right. the album. Phil Collins. I don't know if you know Phil. Well, I know the Phil Collins. Not not the drummer Phil <laughs> yeah, Collins, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Phil Collins. Yeah. He, play, he played with Moses Mays. He played okay, with the okay. Dirty Catfish Brass cool, Band. Cool. And he was just a friend of mine. Um, lived with our bass player, so we got him to come in and do a couple tracks on the trumpet, yeah. and then we liked it. And then Mo from the After Party came in and recorded some some other stuff. So we just kind of ran with that idea, and then we got Kaz from family planners come in and play some baritone sax cool. and yeah so just kind of it was a pretty organic transition because we used to be just kind of a folk yeah folk ah grunge funk folk whatever yeah that that's what i was gonna ask it. you how you describe it because i mean obviously there's folk elements like some, some yeah stuff happening and that's then... for any band always a really yeah. tough question to answer well especially um, with something that's fairly diverse i mean yeah i mean in, in a one-word answer, I'll say, when people ask me what kind of music, I'll say fun. It's yeah, fun yeah, music, yeah, yeah. but of course that's a cop-out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just rock music, you know, there's obviously funk elements, pop elements, yeah. um, you know, world stuff, a little reggae, yeah. a little ska, yeah. um, and, uh, and yeah, some singer-songwriter stuff, because a lot of our songs were written on two acoustic guitars, right. me and Zach would write a lot of the stuff like that so yeah i mean it's pretty all over the place but i mean i like to think it has a sort of particular sound yeah like yeah. like you know whether it's one of our chill tunes or one of our heavier tunes they all sound like none the wiser yeah 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 which is i guess I like what you want to do yeah when that's cool um so how did you i mean you know because like i was saying i remember you being a drummer I mean, had you been working on writing your own songs and singing for a long time before this, or is this something... Well, this might take you back personally, because okay, right, 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 right. yeah. um, were you in the band with my brother, and uh, her name was Jess, I believe, and Rob Crooks, um, what were they called? Filtered Reality? Yes, I was. You yes, were in Filtered Reality. Okay, so you were in Filtered Reality. I was in Reality. guitar player, 1995, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is bringing us back uh, yeah. about, was that... 95. That's 20 years ago. 20 years ago this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. holy shit. Just, just can, I say, can I say holy shit? Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Uh, to clarify, Jesse, Jesse is your brother. Jesse made us who's yeah. been on the show a few times. He's in the Crooked Brothers. Yeah. And yeah, he's been in a lot of bands with me in the past and everything. But yes, 1995. So 1995, you guys are jamming at my parents' basement. Right. And I would just kind of sneak down after you guys were done and play with all the instruments. Yeah. That's how I started playing the drums. And you were young then, I guess, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I would have been nine years old <laughs> in 95, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I wasn't sure exactly when that was. I know I started playing around 9 or 10. But, yeah, so I just play with all your gear yeah. <laughs> after you guys were gone. Yeah. And uh, I started playing guitar at the same time I started playing the drums. Um, I pursued drums a little bit more, but I was writing, you know, the like... Yeah. Which is what we were doing, too, right? I was writing lots of songs like that yeah. back in the day, yeah. and I've kind of lost to some of them. Although there's a few that I kind of remember the, you know, the outlines of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I had songs like that from way back then, you know, songs that are old enough to go to the bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so I've been doing both for a long time, and uh, I just, yeah, I mean they're totally different. Yeah. Monsters, right? Like I love playing the drums. I love supporting people as a drummer. I love. Uh, playing my own songs, you know, that's obviously what I'm most proud of is, is, is yeah. our own songs. I mean, Zach, right? But, uh, yeah, they're very different. They're very fun. Uh, I do a lot of the drums and bass on the None the Wiser recordings okay. as well. Okay, Obviously um, not live, but... Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, live we have a couple different guys that we go with. Um, John Lemmer was our main guy, and then Josh Ayers is subbing in, and we may have found a, a, a young kid who's willing to, to jump on board. Cool, cool. Um... Yeah, so live it's a whole different story. Yeah. But on the recordings, I do a lot of this stuff: the drums, the bass. Well, there's some songs where it's all me, um, but I mean, you know, I like to get help from all my talented yeah. friends, right? So, you know, I don't want it to just be me. It's just I have all the time, and I right. I want to do it more than is anybody it, else. Right? Is it like a consistent lineup, or is it kind of? It's a, a pretty consistent yeah. lineup. I mean, um, we got like me and Zach have been writing songs together for. Uh, probably about 15 years, maybe longer. Like, 99, I remember we were starting, we were in grade 8, we were writing together. Right. Right. Um, so we've been doing that for a really long time. Um, Zach's been in None the Wiser the whole whole way, and we, you know, share songwriting credit for everything. Um, and then we've got uh, Evan Curtis plays bass. He's been with us for this sort of... About tw August of 2013 is when we really started solidifying the lineup. Evan cool. was there, and then Justin... Um, He's a, a younger guy. He's playing keys. He's awesome. He's makes us all look bad. He's <laughs> as most keyboard players yeah, do, yeah, in the band, yeah, right? Yeah. And so he's just a great guy to have around. He's been in there since, and that's when we sort of added the horns and just really had the band going. And that's when John joined us. Cool. Um, John's just traveling right now, so he's gone to South America. And who knows if he'll ever come back from something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know for sure. So you, I mean, you guys just put out a record. Uh... I guess a month or two ago? Yeah, in October we put out Smoke and Mirrors, which was the uh, follow-up to Magic and Wonder. I thought that was kind of cute, yeah, calling yeah, them yeah. Magic yeah. and Wonder and Smoke and Mirrors. Um, Is that all self-released, or were you working Yeah, on we did that all uh, in that same basement yeah, that yeah, you guys yeah. used to jam in oh, back yeah, in yeah. the day. Yeah, right, right. I, I still have all my gear set up there, and when my parents are off at work, I'll yeah, just, just go, go in there, in there and, and yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll make music, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I love the I love the art on the cover. Is that someone in the band made that? Or? Uh, no, uh, a good friend of mine, Sarah Thiessen, um actually, if you look behind you, we got them up on the wall, the original pieces, oh, cool. um, made them the size of a vinyl, just in case yeah, we yeah. ever have the money to Better do happens, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, she, um, I approached her when we were coming out with Magic and Wonder, um, with very, very loose guy lines. I said, uh, you know, nature, music, and yeah. psychedelic. And then that's, that, that uh, definitely you know, she that, came yeah. up with the concept. We actually had, uh, like a back and forth. It was kind of like, we worked together on, on the idea for the final product that she had a lot of really, really cool yeah. ideas and, you know, wrangle them all into like an album cover. You, you should see our notes. They're just the yeah. stupidest things ever. It's great. You know, like snails on the fallopian tubes <laughs> and ears in the trees. Yeah, and, yeah. 
really great nonsense like that. And, and the final product, I mean, together they look yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I like the consistency between Bo- the two of them. Both of them, yeah. It's clearly the, the same. Yeah, the first one, this took a, a long time. And the second one, we kind of used the first one as not necessarily a template, but a, a theme, kind of a visual idea awesome. of what we wanted the next one to look like. Since the, the titles were kind of like a part A, yeah. part B kind yeah. of thing. Um, everything down to, like we talked about, you know, we see the complementary colors on top. You know, we got black here, white here. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got, you know, the, obviously the animals. We got the same birds in there, like the DNA, all sorts of yeah. fun we'll have to continuity. Throw, I'll throw a picture of these up on the website oh, just great. people who actually are listening and can actually see what we're talking yeah, about. Exactly, um, yeah, exactly, yeah. I do mean, have, yeah. Or we could let them use their imagination or they you never can, know what yeah. they say. Cause it's like psychedelic it's, bison with moves. Psychedelic bison, psychedelic uh, deer, I guess deer with, with wings and awesome. listening trees and all sorts um, of jibber I do want to talk to you more about the album, but... Because uh, this is a show that plays music, um, if someone, anyone hasn't heard the show before, the way it works is we have a randomly generated theme word. I just punch a button on the computer, it shoots a word at us, and That's this awesome. week we got intensity, which I think is a pretty cool. Oh, word it's an to, amazing yeah. word to get. We're, we're we're lucky to have that. So, one did you? What was the first thing you thought of when that word came about? The first thing I thought of was actually a. Uh, I thought of, okay, man, now I got to pick a couple intense songs, or maybe I got to pick songs that have the word intense yeah. in it. Um, a few things came to mind. Um, I did pick an intense song. We'll get to that one later. Yep. The first thing that came to mind was uh, when me and Zach were in high school, we came up with this great idea, or we thought we came up with it, um, to put out an album we recorded in 10 different cities yep. and call it Intensities in 10 Cities. It's pretty good. It's good. Yeah. And when we Googled it, or I, mean, I don't know, used whatever search engine existed back yeah. then, um, the, you know, the library yeah. encyclopedia yeah. or whatever, um, it turns out Ted Nugent came up with our brilliant idea about 20 years before we did. <laughs> so that was the first thing that came to mind when, cool. when intense was the, the buzzword of the day. So are we going to listen to Ted Nugent right now? I don't have any Ted Nugent records, unfortunately. Oh. Um, I got a lot of other good records. Sir, what, what, what did you want to play then? What do, what do the you song that I wanted to play when I thought of intense was uh, a song off Neil Young's first solo album nice. uh, called The Old Laughing Lady. And there's awesome. this middle so, section... Yeah. Where he's got these girls singing and exactly it just takes about, yeah. me to another place and I find it to be a really intense part. Cool. Alright, let's listen to Neil Young and we'll be back. If there ain't 
Don't feel right And there's a rumbling in the bedroom And a flash in the light Here's the old laughing lady Everything is alright Thank you. 
right, we're back with Eli from None the Wiser, and that was Neil Young, the old laughing lady. Yeah, I can see how that's that's intense, that, that part. I mean, it's funny because it's such a soft song, but that bit is, you know. Yeah, it doesn't always need to be heavy to be intense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think guess. that's what initially I thought of when the word came up, too. I was like, oh, I'm going to pick, pick a bunch of really heavy stuff, but it doesn't really necessarily have to be, yeah. That was cool. That was a good, good song, good album. Oh, absolutely. More of a surreal kind of intense. Yeah, which kind I mean. transport yeah. you to another place. Yeah, yeah. Part. At least the middle, or I don't know if it's the middle, the kind of ending part there. I feel like a lot of songs back then had those bits. A lot of Zeppelin songs and stuff, like in the early yeah. songs, had those weird little like space interludes or whatever, you know? Yeah, it was kind of kind of like that. And Pink Floyd did too, how they have like little kind of trippy little bits in the middle there, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you have uh, a new music video, which is... Um, we do. In Churchill. It's both in Churchill and Winnipeg, yeah. There's some at the Pyramid of the Cavern. That's pretty cool. But the Churchill part is really interesting. The Pyramid of the Cavern is like every day. Yeah, yeah, but like, just... I mean, for most people here, I think, I mean, we obviously know of Churchill as the polar bear joint and like, mm-hmm. you know, you go to the zoo, you kind of get it. There's that fake Churchill they have there. The polar yeah, bear. I haven't been there yet. But it's pretty but, cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But like, so I, you guys actually went to Churchill and... Yeah, yeah. Um, we played a show. I, I actually worked up in Churchill. Oh, really? For five polar bear seasons. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, for five years, I was up there for October and November. And I think it was the third year I was up there... We uh, got flown up to play a gig at, a gig at uh, one of the bars, or one of the three bars. Yeah. And actually, funny story, I, I worked at that bar. The two nights after we played there, the whole place, the whole hotel burnt down to the ground. Wow. So that that was pretty intense. Yeah, we, we, we like the last performance there or something? Or was there... Uh, yeah, because I was going to do, we were doing an open mic night for uh, like... Drink the Northern Nights Dry because right. it was the last night of the season, um, the night after it burnt down. So we never got around to doing that. So yeah, it was one of the last, like the last performances there. That's weird. That's um, really weird. And yeah, I was working in the bar the night the place burnt down. And is that breathed bar- in a whole bunch of smoke really? trying to save our car? That was pretty intense. Lost my Beatles chord book, uh, <laughs> a bass amp, a cajon, well, some, huh. some other stuff. Is that is that in the video? That not the fire, obviously, but is the is the bar? No, I should have. I actually had. A, or sorry, which the the, the bar the, itself. The bar it? itself. I want. No, it's not in the video. I do have some footage of it. I yeah. think. Can't believe I didn't put that in there. Well, you make another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do another cut. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I probably have some footage of the of the fire too. Oh, that's cool. What I can't. I have this fascination with the north. Like I've never actually been too far north, but for some reason it seems like it would be awesome. Like I really like. Amazing. That's the reason we went back. Yeah, yeah. Fu- Five times, right? It's yeah, so yeah. cool. Because, like, I, you know, I walk, I have, like, a 40-minute walk to and from work every day, and I walk, I sometimes cut across a golf course, which is completely white and barren, and when it's really snowy yeah. in winter days, it's awesome, because it's just this kind of, like, desolate exactly. thing, and that's what I picture the North being like. That's what it's like that. up in Churchill. I mean, there's also, like, there's a lot of cool rocks, there's the, the Hudson Bay. Yeah, of course. But you can't really just walk around and enjoy it, because there's polar bears. Pilbert, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to be in a vehicle if you're outside yeah. of town. That's also cool, intense. Yeah. How did you even get, like... My girlfriend went to a, like a bartending class with a lady who owned a hotel up there, and wow. she offered her a job, and I tagged along, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then uh, after two years of bartending there, I got a gig playing music for the tourists in another hotel lounge cool, uh, cool. seven nights a week. So like just solo? Or solo it? stuff, yeah. yeah, three to sometimes five sets a night, wow. just seven nights a week. I really, That's really got cool, a lot of good practice. Yeah, that definitely hone your songwriting. Was it cover yeah. songs or your own stuff? Um, I did, uh, there was one night I did five sets of original stuff. I was pretty pumped on like that. Like five sets of straight, or five the same s- thing every time? Nope. Uh, five oh. different sets of original tunes. That was pretty stoked on that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just printed out a whole bunch of 
lyrics, and I, I, I bought myself a new Beatles book. Right. So <laughs> to I, replace the one on the fire. Yeah. yeah so I, I now and that helped my repertoire too. I mean, it's a really great way to learn how to sing out of your range, just to yeah. learn other people's songs. You know, if you're learning a Tom Petty song, you're gonna have to learn how to sing pretty fucking high. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's cool. Um, have you guys toured? I mean, I obviously, I don't know if it counts as a tour, going to Churchill to play a couple shows, but have you guys been too far outside of Winnipeg? Um, no, not none the wiser. Uh, the After Party's done right. some touring to the coast and back, which is fantastic. Um, none the wiser right now. There's too many of us. We're trying to come up with a, a smaller format to fit into two cars kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. six of us uh, hit the road. Um, I've applied for a whole bunch of festivals for this coming summer, so hopefully some of those pan out and we can maybe make a little tour out of that. Yeah. You know, we've done uh, Gimli and Falcon Lake and going to Kenora and May Long. So cool. That's about as far as we've gotten so far geographically. I figure, like, just you know, the sound of, of what I've heard of your stuff is very festival appropriate. Absolutely, yeah. We like to think that uh, we've geared our our set um, towards you know music festival crowds, sort of dancing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you listen to kind of the back halves of the albums as well, it's uh, pretty folky. So I mean. That applies some, some to a daytime lot of, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah so we got sure. the daytime stuff and we got yeah. the nighttime stuff. Yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of audience do you play to usually? Like, I mean, do you have uh... usually play to uh, whatever kids are at the cavern? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, is, that's that, is that the main it. spot? Like the cavern. That's yeah. That's our. We played triple five a whole bunch. We oh, played yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the universities. Um, we did uh, did a show at the pyramid. That was a good one. That was the JD Edwards band oh, and, cool. and Sweet Alibi. So we played to all their fans. Um, yeah, we're really trying to just find a, find a scene that we, that we fit into. Well, I guess that's part of the trouble of having a multi-genre. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that we're too far off any scene, like, and I wouldn't be opposed to playing shows with anybody. Like we played, I don't know if you've heard of Moontan, we played a show with Moontan and they're obviously a very different style than us, but they're great, great guys and we all had a blast playing with each other. So I love doing stuff like that. You know, you get like a... A band like Rush, and then you get yeah. a band like us, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Maybe mean, a little hard on the transition, but who? Yeah, you know, everyone's there to have fun, right? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, I'm gonna uh, pick another song to go with the intensity thing. Absolutely. And speaking of local bands, I think I'm gonna go with a song by Whole Lot of Milka. Do you remember those guys? I do. Yeah, Whole Lot of Milka was uh, for people who don't know, were a ska band in Winnipeg, third wave ska, kind of mid to late '90s. Um, they were one of my favorites for sure. Still, I still think they're awesome. Um, they broke up after you know couple albums and uh, it was their, their breakup shows were like one of the best shows I've ever seen in any band like they were really incredible yeah. live band I, I remember loving loving a whole lot of Melka yeah yeah so they uh, put out two albums and this is a song off the second album and the song's called Intense and it's off the second album uh, Al's Banner and um, it's an intense song I mean for a band that's usually fairly uh, fairly kind of upbeat and, and maybe not poppy because it's Scott them but you know fairly positive kind of uh Vibes, this is a very aggressive song, a very anti-racist song, and uh, yeah, people who listen to the specials will recognize kind of uh, a little homage in the vocals to uh, a song called Why, but it's, uh, Holy Muck always kind of had that edge to them where they would, especially when talking about uh, anti-racism, anti-fascism stuff, they would have like kind yeah. of a really strong opinion on it, which was cool because was I feel like... Back in the ARA days. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that was something that was part of the whole second wave of ska in England, like all those bands like The Specials and The Selector and everything, they were all like mixed race bands playing rock and racism shows and stuff and that was a big part of the music too and I feel like the third wave when it came, kind of grew again in North America in the 90s, it was all like, hey guys, we're cool, we're partying, we're surfing, whatever and it wasn't, that was kind of absent from a lot of it so I always thought that was cool that Holden Milka 
included that. So this song is called Intense, and it's intense. <laughs> Intense from the second album, Els Diner, and yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty intense, I guess. Oh yeah, with all the wily horns at the end, all going off. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I liked about the band so much too is that everyone in the band seemed to be amazing at their instrument. Like they were, you know, because Scott, Scott was so big in the '90s, there's so many bands where it was just people who were kind of sloppy and whatever, but they could play a horn, so you were in a band. But that was part of the appeal too. Is I think so. Yeah. Anybody could do it. Right? Yeah, like, but but then yeah, because you had music band, band band geek kids or whatever. Oh, I can be. In a I band. know a lot of band yeah. geek kids. 
yeah. playing in ska bands. Yeah, but these guys were like they were they were. Yeah. Uh, I think they were all like university music students and stuff, and they were yeah. they were tight and ridiculously good at the horns and yeah. everything. So. so you can put together a crew of your uh, music school kids who have a little bit of an edge. You got yeah. you got yourself a nice. <laughs> I don't even think you nice need an scene, edge, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that where is that where you guys have horn players from? <laughs> like where yeah, the, all the horn players went to music school. Yeah, <laughs> it seems to be where they all come from. Yeah, and yeah. the songwriters didn't show up for high school. <laughs> yeah, 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 they were too busy writing songs. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing something. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's I, I still have a lot of uh, a lot of albums from the early mid late nineties that I still listen to by local bands a lot. I don't know. Like, do you guys um, do you guys have kind of a regular scene? I know you were just saying before you don't really have a scene you fit into, but I mean, a regular group of local bands that you've kind of played with a lot, or that you you know frequently, I don't, don't want to say hang out with, but are, are yeah, kind of associated. With? Sure, uh, a lot of them are people we met through um, the Shine On Music Festival. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually played at all ten. Wow. Um, In like various projects. Between or? well, the first one I was playing with a. Uh, a kind of ska band called uh, Philly and the Blunts. I remember that. I remember that band, yeah. So I was playing drums with them at the first festival, and then the second two were none the wiser. Okay. Then the after party is played. But they played about five or six years, and then none the wiser played the last two as well. So how far back does none the wiser actually go then? I would say 1999 when oh, really? Zach okay. started writing songs. So we had, uh, yeah, we like none the wiser under that name played our first show at Kelvin. Wow. So still in high school. That's a, that, yeah, that's, it's funny because it seems like a newish band in that. It is a new band, yeah. right? So uh, we were just kind of stuck with the name, right. I guess. Well, you don't have to be, I guess, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But is that just the kind of the name that goes with all of your projects, the two of you, or is that? Sort yeah. Of, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we put out an album called Guitarmigan. I saw that. I like uh, the spelling From of that, being yeah. up north, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was like our attempt at starting a new band name. And it just ended up being a None the Wiser album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guitar Begin was going to be the name? It was going to be the whole yeah. new thing. Change the name, rebrand, start the new project. Yeah, and that yeah. was right before we kind of added all these people. So, But uh, we decided we just kind of keep things the status quo. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So uh, the album you have out right now, I mean, I'm looking at the, the cover of it right now. It's, it's on CD. And something I like to ask people on this show, because of the way the music, well, the music business is very different for independent artists, but the way music is now and people, everyone wants everything digital. I mean, is CD the only format you're releasing this in? Aside from, I'm guessing, MP3s? Um, it's, it is online for free if people yeah. want to listen to it at www.nonethewiser.ca. Okay. Um, it's just got like a link to our SoundCloud. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, if people want to listen to it, that's great. Um, they can listen to it in their car on CD, yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, I guess maybe, like, at the, maybe at the cabin where they right, still have their CD right. player. I they, mean, I guess more specifically, is there is there is there a demand? Like, do people come up to you at shows and be like, "Hey, can I buy a CD?" Is that something that happens still? Or? At our CD release show. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would imagine that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like with the after party when we were on tour, we sold way more CDs. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe, you know, at out-of-town gigs, um, if I do end up going to do some kind of home home roots shows, oh, solo, yeah. I have a feeling some of those yeah, will yeah, sell be some kind CDs. Of yeah, yeah. Um, because maybe the old older clientele yeah. isn't so, as keen on going to look stuff up online. Yeah, they just yeah, want to put yeah. a CD in their car. Because yeah. so. it's, it's just an interesting thing about how, uh, you know, formats in general, like, I mean... CDs are great, and I still... They're on the way, and I feel. Yeah, they are, yeah. 
So, um, I don't know. Like we we like to have something physical, and we can't yeah. afford to make vinyl. So, well, yeah, no one can. Really. <laughs> yeah, until it becomes cheap enough for everyone to do it. Yeah. So we can. do that, and um, sure, maybe they're just expensive business cards, but uh, it's it's how we how we're selling our music. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool. And so, I mean, can people buy these online too, or is it just streaming, or what's the? Uh... Um, we don't have an online store set up okay. at the moment, uh, so it's just really at our shows right now. So people just check you out live yeah. to get the... Yeah. Or they can just listen and then go to yeah, the show. Exactly yeah, exactly that. Mostly we just want people to come to the shows and have a good time. Cool, cool. And this is uh, this uh, Canadian Grass Records that you're... you're yeah, that's just what we put on our own stuff on. Cool. Is that just, just for None the Wiser stuff, or have you put... Uh, the After Party stuff, stuff okay. on there as well. So it's actually sort of like a semi-legit label in that there's a bunch of releases? So. Yeah, I'd say... I, bordering on semi <laughs> <laughs> awesome cool okay well yeah i mean this is uh I, I think it's cool people put up cds when i go to shows which is you know a little more infrequently than it used to be but i like to pick up physical yeah uh, stuff yeah we like to have we're i mean we're big music fans so we like to do things that yeah music fans yeah like to, like to get yeah. so i mean you're saying you've been around since like 99 kind of in the, the two of you group uh, how many songs do you have at this point and then how many do you still play from over the years of it I mean is it all just sort of focused on the well, new material or? for instance uh, at our last show we played songs that were written a month ago okay. and we played a couple songs that were written in 2001 <laughs> okay yeah so um, some of them have stood the test of time uh, there's definitely some old songs that I still feel are some of our stronger ones yeah um but I like to think that we're getting better at it as well. Like, we're not, we never plateaued. Yeah, think, yeah. You know, yeah. Like we didn't plateau in 2002. So our new songs are definitely our best songs. But there's definitely some, some older ones that I think are still still kick-ass today. Is it just... Um, we, had a, we had a lot of songs between me yeah, and Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we're pushing 200 that we've kept. Yeah. That we've, like, logged as being songs in our, on our list. So was is part of it just songs that will fit with the dynamic of the lineup of the band like with the horns and everything or um that's more of a newer thing um a lot of the songs we play even with the horns were songs before we added okay. the the other guys but i mean when you're i guess when you're considering you know let's drag this song up from 10 years ago i mean is that a consideration that, for it now it's definitely a consideration so i think about songs that that we have already written that would fit with yeah with the horn section and the, yeah. and the percussion and just the overall set that we want to present as, as more of an upbeat dancing kind of thing. Right, or a mellower kind of folky. Or, or yeah, like a folky or the daytime thing. Right, right, daytime versus the um, time, yeah. So yeah, there's definitely that thought process that's going on. But uh, at the same time, I don't want to limit... I, I don't think just because we have a horn section, we need to be blasting horn lines all the time. Definitely, I think it's yeah, nice yeah. when they do little subtle things that are, you know... That maybe only the horn players in the crowd noticed yeah. that were even there. That yeah. Just little textures. And I think there's something to be said about uh, a lot of simple parts working together yeah. rather than just everybody kind of going crazy all the time. Cool. Do you have another song to go with the uh, intense intensity theme? I've been thinking about it. Um, there was there was the Saturday. No, all I came up with this Saturday was Saturday yeah. and that Neil Young song. Yeah. Um, why don't we do another one of yours? Uh, sure, I'll, and you can keep thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay, keep well, thinking about it. Okay, yeah. well, um, you know what? I, I do have another ska song I want to play, but I'm going to actually, you know, want to overload them on the ska right now. So uh, the, the, the first thing I really thought of when I thought of Intense is the song Liar by the Rollins Band. 
And I mean, pretty much anything Henry Rollins has ever been involved yeah. in is fairly intense. Even and, like uh, you've seen him spoken word. Yeah, it's I'm amazing. Sure, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. that's it's intense. Though, pretty yeah. intense. The guy it's, is like super. He just gets up there and talks in an intense yeah. way for two or three hours. Yeah, and it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of Black Flag too, and some of the Black Flag records are just like, I mean, the lyrics aren't even good on some of those records. It's just the, it's all about the feeling, and his feeling is always very, very intense. So, that song Liar, have you heard that song? Do you know that song? I, I don't know. It was a single by the Rollins Band, which is his post-Black Flag band, uh, and the single came out, like I guess, I'm guessing early 90s, because I remember it being spoofed on Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it was around that time when that was the thing that was popular, right? And it's, it's extremely intense. Then, it's uh, it's then very. I might know it. Then it's very lots of that. yelling, lots of uh, kind of emoting, and you can kind of imagine um, his neck muscles kind of getting very mm-hmm. strained when he's yeah, doing Yeah, I got the, song. the picture in my mind so, uh, of Henry Rollins. Yeah, doing so that for sure. Rollins Liar. It's a pretty awesome song. One of my favorites of his uh, Rollins band stuff. And let's check it out. Awesome. So you think you're gonna live your life alone in darkness and seclusion. Yeah, I know. You've been out there and tried to mix with the animals, and it just left you full of humiliated confusion. But the feeling of loneliness never leaves you. It haunts you everywhere you go. And then you meet me, and your whole world changes. Because Everything I say is everything you've ever wanted to hear. So you drop your defenses, and you drop all your fears. And you're so busy feeling good, that you never question why things are going so well. You want to know why? Cause I'm things that you already know so you can say I really identify with you so much I'll come to you like an affliction but I'll leave you like an addiction you'll never forget me you want to know why cause I'm
stronger than truth. I can't believe I ever hurt you. I swear I'll never lie to you again. Please, just give me one more chance. Brings me back. Yeah, man. And the guys, uh, Rollins is like the most intense person ever. I mean, even listening to interviews with him, he's sounds like he's like on the edge of a boat to smack someone. Like, Always. Yeah. All the time. And every time I hear him speak live, or I have a DVD of his. Yeah. Just, it's just nonstop intensity. Yeah. It's it's gotta tire you out a little bit. I imagine. And that video is pretty iconic as well. Yeah, yeah. Just would, the yeah, way it looks. I would recommend anyone check it out. If you haven't seen the liar video, check it out. I mean, it's it's basically Henry Rollins and body paint screaming <laughs> it's pretty good i like the dynamics of the song too with the, the really mellow kind of uh yeah. spoken word jazz thing happening and then you know what's you know exactly what's gonna happen yeah it's, no, uh, it's pretty amazing but yeah it's great it's great so yeah i mean for intense that's kind of the thing i thought of i was thinking of a bunch of black flag songs and just a bunch of anything Rollins related really so, absolutely yeah, it works well with the theme um for you guys like i mean you're obviously not that intense you're bad <laughs> but uh i was some intense bits yeah like i mean what uh this is not really related to intensity, but do you have kind of a, a any musical touch points that between whether it's the two of you or all of you that is kind of everyone is into? I mean, a lot of bands I know, especially if you're that big, have a lot of different influences coming in. But usually, there's one or two things that everyone sort of agrees on that, like you know, you guys are on a road trip. This is what the tape you're listening to all day or something. You know, is there? Um, we all came together on Chaos, Joyful Rebellion the okay. other day okay. uh, when we were on the way out to Falcon Lake. Can't argue with that record. I think, well, front to back, that's one of my favorites. I'd put it up there and yep. in, in high up on, on lists. Um, I don't know. I think everybody just likes... Uh, I, I like to think everybody likes our songs that we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never really... We kind of... Everybody in the band likes a whole lot of things. Yeah. Like, everybody likes a lot of different kinds of music. So, I think that's... No one's distinctly into any one thing yeah. is there anything that you personally as far as songwriting and stuff kind of use as a not as a template but I mean as a major kind of influence um I'm influenced by so many different things like even my record collection yeah, over yeah. there like there's there's the Beatles there's the Stones there's Neil Young of course yeah but then there's you know there's 
Fela Kuti, there's yeah. Ray Charles, there's I got a Madonna record in there, I'm pretty sure, Michael Jackson, you know, I like a lot of different kinds yeah. of of stuff. You know, one of my favorite all time bands is Mr. Something Something. I know uh, as a when I'm trying to arrange horn parts, they're yeah. they're one of my go to bands. Um, and obviously they were influenced by I'm sure Fela Kuti and stuff. Right, right. So So do you do their arrangements for the I help. Yeah. Um Luckily, we're, we're we're blessed with a bunch of guys who who can come up, got a good ear for a for a hook, and then you know we kind of tweak it to fit in the yeah in the song, or we you know retouch you know certain little things to make it work and cool. Is there a lot of uh, you know the, the, I know you're talking before about like the daytime stuff, the nighttime stuff. In the nighttime stuff, it seems like a lot of it. It's not. I don't want to say it's jam band style but there's definitely a lot of that sound i mean uh, is there there's a few solo sections i mean that really came with the horns yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we, we don't want them to be bored we want to give yeah. them t- time to have fun because you know what maybe maybe for them it's not the most fun thing just doing a a quick little yeah. supporting thing and we want everyone to have fun and and also the people in the crowd it's fun for them to to have something kind of repetitive they can dance to yeah. and while or they can zone in on, you know, whether it's Eric or, or Jordan or, or Kaz or Mo, just like doing like a bitchin' solo. Like, you know, they can lock into the, the groove that's underneath it or they can focus on the, uh, those guys are all unbelievable players. Yeah, so yeah. that's are you guys, a fun are, thing to be able to do. Are the rest of you, like, I mean, is that something that is potentially going to happen in any show? Like, you guys expecting kind of any improvisation to happen at certain points? Well, we leave room for it, yeah. yeah. Um, and that really... Um, depends on the crowd. Yeah, I guess so. Right. You know, if we're going to jam out a section and come up with something new, yeah. why not? Like, we don't really like to limit it. We have we have everything arranged if we want it to, and personally, I'm down with finding out new places for songs to go. I'm always, yeah. it keeps things exciting. Is that, is any of the writing done collectively? Uh, I mean, I mean, me and Zach write a lot of the stuff, but uh, a lot of, yeah, a lot of the melodies and hooks and stuff, or, you know, we're just jamming a song Maybe I hear the horn players like either tuning up or just jamming and noodling in, in yep. the background. It's like, hey, hey, that's awesome. Let's, yeah, let's you know, let's yeah. let's use that or let's arrange it into a part. You know, like um, I think stuff like that's priceless, and that's the best part about being in such a big band. Is there's so many people who can come up with so many creative people who can come yeah. up with things that I mean, I would never come up with. So. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're just writing songs like by yourself. Too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I mean, me and Zach have had such a great writing relationship. Is you know, if one of us is stuck on on a lyric or a, a melody or even a what you know what's going to happen after this section of the song, yeah, yeah. structurally, um, we got each other to help, and we also have each other to. We don't get offended if some one of us tells yeah. the, the other one it's not cool. Yeah, I guess you've been doing this so long. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. Um, did you think of anything else to go with in intensity? Oh yeah. Yeah. What, what do we got here? Um, the first thing when 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 you first emailed me and said uh, the word of the day yeah. or the word episode of the was yeah. uh, was intense. Yeah. Um, first, I thought Ted Nugent yeah. inten- intensity intensities because that was a funny story that means Zach you yeah. know got burned on that one. Probably not the only people to get burned by Ted Nugent. Um, <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I thought, uh, what's an intense song? I thought Neil Young, Old Laughing yeah. Lady, that section. And then I thought uh, Screaming Headless Torsos. Okay. have a song called Smile in a Wave. Okay. And for me, it's always been just the perfect song in that it's got this really intense, melodic head 
and then it's got this real hard, funky verse, and then it gets real, real dirty in the chorus of the like a cut time breakdown. I don't even think I know who this band is. Oh yeah, I think you like Screaming yeah. Headless Torsos. They got a lot of great stuff, and this is just one example of uh, of them.
right, that was uh, that was crazy. <laughs> was it even that band again? Screaming headless torsos. Yeah, I like it. That was really cool. Yeah, that song, like I said, is I find it to be it's just like a perfect song. Yeah, I mean, if you're into, it's pretty intense playing. Like he's singing along yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the guitar, and that guitar solo is yeah. out of this world. Where are they from? You know, I think they're from New York. Okay, so American. Maybe family, yeah. they're they're definitely American, huh. or maybe not. Definitely, it's a good name too. They're probably American. Yeah, yeah he's American or British. It's fairly safe, but either way, yeah, either London right? or New York, yeah. they seem like they're from. Yeah, they have some great videos, like Dead Christmas Trees is a good one. Good name too. How did you discover that? Um... The band I discovered, uh, I downloaded Smile in a Wave on Napster. Yeah, so this is so- a while ago then. Somehow. I don't know how I came about it. Maybe it just like appeared when I, you know, how Napster was with labeling things wrong. Yeah, you picked, you were trying to get like, And then I yeah. ended up with this song Smile in a Wave and it, I thought it was awesome and ended up being on a bunch of my burnt CDs. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's yeah. Just continued since then. So I always, yeah, I always loved that song. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was intense. Fits in, the, intense playing, fits the theme, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Do you guys have any uh, any shows coming up that people want to check we out? We do. And you were saying this show is likely to air on March 4th, which That's happens right, yeah. to be the date we are playing the New Music Wednesdays at Aussie. Oh, right on. Cool, cool. So that uh, classiest joint in town, we're, yeah, yeah. we're gearing up for that. Uh, we're playing with Lindsay White and Ezzy Margolis. Um, is it a themed night? Because I know some of those New Music ones have had like... Definitely not to... a theme. Nope, no, I mean singer songwriter, I guess. Right, right, right. If right. you count us in that category, yeah. why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could, I guess, right? I mean, you yeah, have singing are. and songwriting That's, involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that is that a Manitoba music thing, or it is? Yeah, it's a Manitoba music thing, and uh, we're we're thrilled to be a part of that. Absolutely. How like, did you uh, get involved with that? Um, I just thought it'd be a good idea to get a membership and hang out at their offices a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get to know the people who are who are running the show, yeah. and. Uh, you know, they've all been really, really helpful and really nice, and it's actually been really, really good for the, that aspect of the music business. The business Or the aspect, business yeah, aspect yeah. of the music business. Oh, that's cool. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's great. So can people, uh, I mean, people can go to your website. There'll be info on, the, on there about the show. Uh, Definitely, yeah. And I, mean, I guess upcoming shows, got too. all sorts of fun information and cool, videos. Cool, and, cool. Because, yeah. I, mean, I mean, people might be hearing this, you know, a year after it comes out, so... You, that'll be the best. That's the place, though. Nonetheless, nonetheless, dot ca. Yeah, cool. It's got, uh, it's got everything we everything we do. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Okay, so people should check that out definitely uh, to look for more stuff. And yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of a weird theme to come up intense intensity because like it almost seems like some of the other people we've had in the past, like a metal band or hardcore band or something. This would be a good theme. But that's kind of what I like yeah. about the theme thing is that it. Uh, and I mean, that last song you just picked too. It's like a different take. On what intensity is because uh, oh, yeah. could have all been like liar type stuff with screaming, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty wide range. The the, the next one that I got in mind is definitely. Yeah, I think that's, I think I think that one will close out on for same sure. vein for sure. Uh, in, intense playing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good take on it. Do you guys have um, any kind of consistent themes in in the songs you're writing? I mean, just looking at some of the titles on here. Uh, I mean, not that this explains what they are or anything, but I mean, you got one with the shine on in brackets. I mean, is that, I'm assuming that relates to the festival or? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a story I won't get into because sure. it's not necessarily appropriate, um, <laughs> from where the, the initial name came. Okay. Uh, if a guitar could laugh, this is what it would sound yeah. like. Um, that's a story unto itself. And then, uh, we just ended up rewriting the song. 
about Shinon. Okay, okay. But do you have, like, any, I mean, is there kind of... Uh... We like to just kind of keep it uh, outside the usual concepts for songs. You know, you hear a lot of You and Me songs, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of I Feel This songs. Yeah. Uh, we try our best not to do a lot of that. At the same time, we do want to connect with people and that those kinds of lyrics are definitely easy ways of connecting with people. So there's, it, it's not lost on us. Yeah. Um, but we like to, you know, try to keep it interesting and, you know, bust out the thesaurus every once in a while and use a different <laughs> word, right? Yeah, we yeah. don't want to, you know, we got to a point where we were, we were using our, within our own songs, a lot of the same lines and same right. rhymes and same words. And um, we had to take a step back and say, Hey, we need to, mix it up a little bit is that just because of working together for so long like you think um, yeah working together for so long but just also like i mean you kind of run out of ideas when you've written a lot of yeah. songs right yeah so um we i try to live an exciting life and pack it full of experiences uh in order to have different things to talk about rather yeah. than just you know uh, a breakup or which is a lot of people or, only write about that yeah, yeah, yeah or something like that so yeah, yeah just try to write about what we know and make what we know something people might be interested in. How often do you, uh, I mean, I, do you have uh, plans to do another record at some point soon as well? I mean, it looks like... Oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty deep into the next yeah. record, actually. And, uh, and this one just came out, like... Yeah, it came out in October, but yeah. while we were mixing that, I was uh, doing a lot of the, the preparation and tracking for the, for the new record. Right. So we have... Uh, a few overdubs, uh, a bunch of vocal takes, and then uh, mix and master the next one. So wow. it's it's the beauty of having your own studio. Well, right? how it is uh, now with everybody, you can just record in yeah. the living room, right? You um, know. And I, I've, you know, had the the gear acquisition syndrome for quite some time. Yeah. So I, I have a decent setup, um, and I make the time to. I, I make it so I have the time to to record all these parts and. Um, been lucky enough to have a lot of recordings that we're proud enough of to put out. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of recordings that never made the cut. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe someday down the line we'll throw together a collection of those because yeah. there's definitely a, definitely quite a few that still, you know, they're, they're worth something. They're not they're not terrible. They just yeah. didn't necessarily fit into the uh, to the album. So. So do you have just the three albums? We have the three albums. Yeah, Guitar Megan, Magic and Wonder, and Smoke and Mirrors, and we're working on a new one tentatively called Body Language, and okay. then. If we do put out all the other stuff, we're thinking maybe track record. Just cause it's good, yeah, yeah. Double yeah. entendre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, I mean, is this kind of the clip you want to go at, too? Like, putting out a record a year? Because this is 2013 it's, and 14. We never really uh, set any goals. We just kind of keep working and yeah. keep making music. And and these records just happen. I mean, uh, well, they don't just happen, yeah. but uh, it's just kind of the, the pace we're working at. We like to, we like to work hard at it. And yep. You know, it's each new record's a learning experience, and we're always looking to learn more. I, I have a feeling we'll end up doing a proper studio album with a producer who isn't us <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. somewhere down the line, using you know maybe the best the, of the, the best songs, yeah. the best ten songs off all four albums or cool, all cool. five albums. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that's kind of been in, in in our back burner business plan for a while. Yeah. Is there a, I mean, this is something I like to ask a lot of people who are kind of in your position as an independent local band. I mean, what is the kind of, I don't know if you have an answer for this, but what is kind of the end goal of this band? I mean, I'm assuming that most of you kind of have a balance between, you know, regular work and everything and then 
this project? I mean, is there kind of a, a plan you guys have going forward to, to make this the job or, or what? Um, you... The end goal is, yeah, to, to play, play festivals and theaters yeah. regularly enough that, you know, even if we do have a, a day job um, where maybe it's, you know, we have three or four months a year where we're on the road yeah. and we're playing shows and that's supplementing our income. And right, and come back and work for a bit. And then... Yeah, or, you know, ideally it would be the other way around. Work yeah. at a yeah. regular job for three or four months and then and go on the road, I, yeah. I would be, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, cool. So that's the end goal is to, to play as many shows as possible and connect with as many people as possible in that way. Hopefully making some people happy along the way with our music. Cool. Well, I'm going to... Uh, pick uh, one more song here uh, of my choices you got one left too but uh, I'm going to go with um, Intensified by Desmond Decker which is one of the first things I thought of um, I know it's another Scott song and I just play one but uh, people who listen to the show are probably aware that if there's Jamaican music played on this show ever it's always mine <laughs> I, yeah, that's, I tend to that's play reggae right and stuff pretty often on here and I mean this song totally fits it's also known as Music Like Dirt, uh, which you can kind of tell from the vocals, but it's always like, when you see the song listed on album covers, it'll either be Music Like Dirt or Intensified or Intensified, and then in brackets, Music Like Dirt. Right on. And it's That's from 68. Awesome. It's, uh, you know, Desmond Decker is a, obviously a pioneer, uh, one of like the foundation guys for Ska, and yeah, it's a great song. Ram ba ba lu bam 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 ba lu ram ba ba lu bam. 
Okay, that was Desmond Decker and the Aces, and that was Intensified from 68. And yeah, like, I mean, uh, pretty much one of the classic Decker songs. Up there for me with Ike and the Israelites and stuff, it's awesome. So, fits the theme. Uh, maybe not as intense as some of the other stuff we played and musically, but... Doesn't, I mean, doesn't need to be complex to be intense. No, that stuff's amazing. Yeah, it's super good. So, uh, yeah, I'm here with Eli from None the Wiser, and um, we do have one more song, but before we do that... I just want to remind everyone where they can find our show, and then we'll get you to explain to the people where they can hear your music. So if people want to hear more episodes of Witch Police Radio, go to witchpolice.com. Uh, there's a big archive of all 114 or so other episodes there. They're all free download and streaming. Uh, we're also on the actual radio on Monday nights at 11 on 101.5 FM in Winnipeg, or umfm.com if you're not here and you want to stream it while it's broadcasting. And uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud and uh, Instagram and all that crap. And we're also part of the Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which is uh, a growing collection of local podcasts on like various topics. Cool. Um, it's just pretty much something that's open to anyone who is doing DIY radio and wants to basically just kind of spread the word and, and interact with those other shows to get listeners for each other. So if someone goes there and they, because they like the comic book show, which is called The Last Panel, and then they find our show and go, oh, hey, I like this band, I'm going to check this out, it helps both of us. And then there's, you know, there's, a, there's a, a bunch of new ones Garbage on there. Garbage Hill, yeah, GarbageHillNetwork.com. There's a, a huge, it, it's, it started off as a couple shows, now it's grown to like eight or nine, and it just seems to keep growing, so. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really I cool. Love things like that. It's really cool. So that's a really, uh, we would encourage everyone to check that, checks out there, and obviously witchpolice.com is kind of the hub of everything. It's not just the podcast, it's all of the hundreds of uh, albums and demos and live stuff of local bands dating back to their early 90s uh, on there as well, so it's a good place to go if you like local music. And Beautiful. your band has a new album out. They're playing a show soon. What can you tell people about where to find the music? Um, NoneTheWiser.ca is where most of it's based out of. Uh, we're on Facebook, NoneTheWiser Winnipeg. We're, we're borderline on Twitter. We try <laughs> at NoneTheWiser Winnipeg. Instagram at NoneTheWiser Winnipeg as well. WPG. Yeah, is that for all of them, WPG? Or yeah. yeah. And then um, yeah, NoneTheWiser.ca, you can see us at... Aussies March 4th which might be tonight or it might be six months in the past depending, depending on when you're listening yeah. to yeah. it um, and yeah all of our tour dates will be up on the uh, website as well doing some, some stuff out of town and some other stuff in Winnipeg as well and the albums are available mainly at the shows yeah you can get in touch with us you can see us at the show if you ever see me around my name's Eli I'll <laughs> say hi I'll sell you a CD if you want right right are you just always stocked with CDs at all times I always yeah. have a couple yeah yeah cool Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me over here to do the show. And uh, you have one more song you wanted to pick. To go yeah. So what are we gonna go out on here? Um. Well, I was thinking of intense playing. Um. And this is a. It's actually the same guitar player from Screaming Headless Torso. Okay. Plays with a, a Japanese piano player named Hiromi. Her band's called Sonic Bloom. I just discovered this before we went to a Calabayao show at Park Theater. They're also a pretty intense band. They're like a concept band. Okay. Another story for another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually used to play drums with them as well. Oh, They're cool. um, pretty fantastic. And they were a little too intense for me. <laughs> I, they, they were beyond me musically. Um, but uh, I, we were sitting here and we were watching videos on YouTube and our sax player who's into really, really crazy music, he's a jazz Yeah jazz student so obviously like really really technically yep. intense stuff um show me this band and it's Hiromi Sonic Bloom and um I'm not totally certain the name of the song I'll find it <laughs> but it's intense but it's very intense 
Um, it's by Hiromi Sonic Bloom. And I'll find the song out right now. Awesome. Right All right. Well, yeah. So this is uh, None the Wiser. Um, check them out, None the Wiser OCA, and we'll listen to something crazy.